0: You are now listening to High Five the Podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff too. Now let's join our hosts, Q and J as they broadcast live from the writer's room. The show starts in one... And welcome, Fivers, to yet another bountiful episode of High Five the Podcast. Hey, everybody. You're here with me, Q, and... I am co-host slash better host Jay. That's not true. He always says that every
1: time. I don't say that every time. I say it a different way every time. It's
0: lies. Whatever it is, it's lies. No, no. (laughs) Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do do it lies. Lies! (laughs) Uh, So we are here celebrating our thankfulness for being on this show for another year. Yeah, we're celebrating our high fives giving. Um, Yeah. And we have welcomed you to our... Our pl- our table full of food, which is not much because we're no. poor podcasters. So we're talking the finest dollar menu that money can buy. We've we've got we've got a like a, a crunch wrap supreme. We've got a Mc, just stacked on top of a McDouble, and we have some expired
1: dollar cent egg salad from Kroger. That's true, and um, you know it's going to be delicious. We hope you join us. Yeah, uh, we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving as well. Since this episode. Although we're recording it before Thanksgiving right. will come out after, correct?
0: Yep, that's correct. It's coming okay. out on Black Friday. So for this special Thanksgiving episode, yeah. what are we feasting on today, Keith? So we're gonna be talking the top five theatrically released Thanksgiving movies. Ooh, I really like that
1: idea. Do it's you almost as if I hadn't been a part of coming up with it.
0: Should we stuff our hands together in a high five of celebration?
1: Oh, uh, let's get on it.
0: High five, high five. <laughs> Cranberry sauce we
1: high-five? High-five!
0: High-five! 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 High five. High
1: five, son! High-five! Don't let me hang it.
0: And we are back. And we're mm. ready to just dig in to the, to the bounty that our wallets have afforded us. If you say bounty or bountiful one more time on this podcast. Bounty paper towels. I hate you. I don't know if you know this, but we recently signed a contract with them, so we have to mention it at least 76 times during an episode. Any time that we mention
1: bounty their corporate office gets really mad at us. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that's Because we signed a contract, but there was no contract. We just yeah. signed a piece of toilet paper. Actually,
0: we, si- we signed a ripped-off sheet of right. Bounty. We were really in need of sponsors, and so okay. we've learned the best way to get sponsors is to just force them into sponsorship. So we wrote
1: up a contract on a roll of Bounty toilet paper, or uh, paper towels, yes. and we just mailed it
0: to them, and yep. we
1: assume it's official.
0: Yeah. So, so Bounty. We're just waiting on our check, Bounty. Keep sending us those royalty checks that you haven't yet. We want a bounty of money. <laughs> bounty. Bounty. So we've decided <laughs> to um, celebrate Thanksgiving in the traditional way. Yeah.
1: yeah. Watching movies and unbuckling my pants.
0: Nope. We're going to oh, invite all it. of our neighbors over, murder them, and steal their land. Ah!
1: Right, Uh, right. right—the real
0: way, the classic American way. So,
1: are all of your Thanksgiving movies related to genocide in some way? Since that's the true history of Thanksgiving.
0: Let's be honest—that's how I uh, pick all of my movies, just for any list in general.
1: You know what? Yeah. Uh, Now thinking about it, going back through your list,
0: I know I know that you've done that. It's all
1: genocide. I wondered why you picked your next for favorite '90s comedies. I'm, I'm
0: very thankful. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, we, you know, we at high five, we love the holidays. We do. we do. And last year around this time, we put out an episode about malls. We did, which was great. Uh, I very much like talking about because that. Because we so. were celebrating the black Friday holiday, right. the, the shopping holiday that happens after Thanksgiving. Right. And this year we decided to celebrate Thanksgiving proper. We did. We did And give, give that Turkey day. It's
1: due. Right. You know? Even though like, and sorry, you know, for all you spoiler alert, by the way, Thanksgiving wasn't an actual holiday until Lincoln actually made it an official day to bring the country together during the Civil War. Turkey had no part of it. There was no gathering of, of Indians and pilgrims. No buckle hats. As far as the eye could see, no buckle hats. So we're going to celebrate the retconned Thanksgiving cool. with movies that celebrate thanksgiving nice so now nothing nothing <laughs> says america more than revisionist history so it's awesome it's <laughs> exactly right which is why i'm gonna redo my list at least three times as we go through and i'm it. gonna
0: do mine live fuck it i'm doing it live
1: because <laughs> <laughs> you told me you haven't even finished yours right yet. yep so we're doing it live
0: so there's a spot on
1: your list that may or may not be filled maybe <laughs> yeah who knows Oh, man. So, yeah, we, we could dive in, but, I mean, this is a th- this is a holiday week. I mean, yeah. have you been up to anything thanksgiving I uh,
0: I haven't done anything Thanksgiving-y yet. Uh, I'm planning on it. I did see two movies recently. Well, what'd you see? Uh, I saw two pretty big movies. I okay. saw uh, Thor 3. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It was amazing. It was? It okay, was, so it lives up to the hype? It was a flat-out comedy. I like that. Uh, there was some pretty kick-ass action. But for the most part, I mean, it made no ifs, ands, or buts about being a comedy. Like, funnier than Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm 100% down for that. It was really good. I very much enjoyed it. And as not a fan of the Thor character thus far in the MCU, totally brought me around to the concept of Thor. I was like, you know what? If this is what Thor is going to be moving forward, I'm totally on
1: board. So where it. would you put it in the echelon of of Marvel movies? Like, where does it relate Ooh. to? I know it's a comedy. None of the other ones are. But, like, sure. quality-wise, your enjoyment level, where did it Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. So if, like, Iron Man 1 is, like, high benchmark – So Iron Man 1 is high benchmark for me. Guardians of the Galaxy is high benchmark. I would say this would easily fall in line with those. Oh, really? So this is top echelon. This is top. Oh, wow. This is a perfect pairing of an awesome director, the full utilization of the casting choice of Chris Hemsworth for Thor. This is the first time that I've really felt like he gets this character. He kind of plays this character in this movie as like the dumb jock. Which uh, is awesome. Yeah. And hasn't really been done up to this point. He played it a little more Game of Thrones Game of Thronesy. Yeah. I can um, <laughs> see that. But again. this is much more like Thor is shit on a lot more in this movie. <laughs> and as the comic relief, he actually works more as a character. Like nice. everyone, it's it always appears that everyone on the scene is a couple steps ahead of Thor. I kinda like you know that. What how's I mean? um how's Goldblum do? Goldblum is great and just super over the top, scenery chewing. So he
1: knows what movie he's in.
0: Oh, definitely. Good, he Good is, for him. Yeah, and that's. I mean, he is he's classic Goldblum. You know what I mean? He's being cool. He's funny. Like it's just really well. Um, I'll tell you who really kind of blew me away. Kate Blanchett. Oh really? So her, she's her she... hella is. Hello Good. Awesome. It is Hello good. good. It I really, like it. really is. She she crushed it. Um she's intimidating. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I will definitely say too, um, she is she exudes a level of scariness and power that straight up gave me a fear boner.
1: Really? Yeah. So okay, I know we've talked about in the past how Marvel has a villain issue. She was awesome. So okay, so she's up there. It's ironic though, because Thor, I would think, is one of the least popular Arcs and runs totally uh, in the series totally. but yet it's had two of the best villains. Now, and, if you're telling me Hella is that yeah,
0: good, yeah, because you're saying Loki. Well, Loki, of course, like Loki and, is the and here's the Marvel other part villain that's kind of funny. Loki is also comic relief in this. Movie. Really, so. Thor and Loki are both kind of like idiot brothers, <laughs> and every- in a world they don't understand right. or something. And everybody else is kind of just like, Jesus, would you two like get your shit together? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and they definitely play up much more. Like, th- if this, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. If there was. Uh, if you didn't know that the other Thor movies existed, I would have never have guessed that Loki was the big bad in either one. Of those. Really? Like or the his, Avengers movie? No, his character was way less of a threat in this huh. movie. Well, I am super interested so, in seeing. Totally it. good. Check it out. Okay. Really good. The second movie that I saw was Justice League. Okay, so now I haven't seen that either,
1: and. Given the box office and the reviews and our trepidations for it going in, did it outdo what we predicted it would do, or did it pretty much fall in line with Batman v Superman and the DC-isms? It is amazing oh really no no oh, damn a it terrible fucking You movie. <laughs> like completely shocked me i was like wow q
0: like you're no. going against the grain it was a real bad was it really yeah, i liked batman v superman better what yeah. that movie's not good at all yeah. well we had that talk too i actually enjoyed batman v superman uh i i totally recognize it for all of its faults everything that people said was wrong with it was totally wrong with it um, this one got another big thing wrong for me, which bothered me even worse. What at, was that? At least in Batman V Superman. Was it Henry Cavill's face? I liked Batman. Okay. I didn't like Batman in this movie. Really? He's no. like the protagonist. He's like the guy. Not he? really. Really? Kind of. Uh, but Ben Affleck is done with Batman. You and can just tell? blaringly obvious. Really? He phoned this in. Hard. Like this is very And that comes on the
1: heels of all our compliments of him being a great Batman. That's what I'm saying.
0: He was even, I would have said, the best cinematic Batman yet. Like I really was into I mean we both agreed on that. Right. Um not in this one. Man. Also, uh the CG work is just awful. Like, it, it's never been great though. That's the thing. It DC was hasn't really shockingly awful. Right? Really, the whole um, okay. You remember the end scene of Batman v Superman? Yeah, the, the, the every fight. Yeah, everything is just big explosions. Yeah. You can't really tell what's going on. Exact same thing for the end of this movie. So really? it's all just big. Weird colored explosions. You can't really tell what's going on. Honestly, I don't even know what happened. Like at the end, I don't remember. Like I already forgot. Steppenwolf came out, played How a song, ends. yeah, let everybody off stage. That's another really weird misstep. So Steppenwolf, they decided to do in completely in CG. um, But hit the design of the character is something that could have easily been done in makeup. So really? it's one That's of those where it's like I can understand it if it's something that would present a challenge to right. do in makeup and prosthetics. But they definitely could have done this character, yeah. at least partially in makeup, at least for the um, Wonder Woman spoiler slightly. So well, I was going to mention Thulis.
1: Okay. Like he was Wonder Woman was great. He's my least favorite part of it because him as a villain in that CG doesn't make sense.
0: But. I appreciated the fact that his that they used his actual face. They didn't just CG right. him, but they put his head on another body. Right. They this whole creation of Steppenwolf is CG from top to bottom. Uh, and um, there's also, and I will totally address the rumors for those who are curious. Uh, they definitely CG'd Henry Cavill's face. And it, is it noticeable? It is Polar Express levels of oh. uncanny valley. Man. Like, well, I, I kind of expected it to be. But. The, but in my point or in my in my opinion, a Warner Brothers, you need to buy out that fucking contract or whoever made who, it. It's not Warner Brothers, is it? I think Warner Brothers, D.C., yeah. OK, um, if not, whoever it you need to buy out the mustache contract, that section of it, because <laughs> to do this to a character that's considered one of your lead characters right. for this movie is a travesty like you have an actor you've already established what they look like you can't really do that and get away with it you know what i mean and there's a scene at the very beginning that is um supposed to be like some cell phone footage and this is no spoiler um some cell phone footage of some kids like that come across superman and they're like talking mm-hmm. to him this is supposed to be like before batman v superman right and the kids are like interviewing and then they're like what's your what's your favorite thing about earth and he's talking and the whole time that he's on screen it looks like a video game cutscene. like Aww. it looks bad like shockingly bad well his lips don't move right and it's almost like they just cg'd the bottom half of his face that's, and that's exactly what they did It's just, it's bad. It's really bad. But then there's other parts in the movie where it looks like they CG'd his whole head. Like, he may not have been there. And they just, they straight up Grand Moff would him. (laughs) I was going to say Fast and Furious 7'd him, but yeah. No, because at least those were like weird, like distant shots. This is like up close, close up shots of a fully cg faced Henry Cavill. That's a huge... But was it at least more fun than some of the others? No. 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 Okay, the, well... The best part of the movie is the flash, for sure. That was going to be my next question. How did Ezra Miller do? He's I awesome. feel like he's a good Barry Allen. He's super funny. He is the audience in the movie. So he basically says the things that the audience is thinking. Right. So he is that entry point. So he's the one who's kind of like can we just like take a minute to realize like how crazy all of this is, you know? (laughs) Um, And he has a really funny line in the movie where they're flying, they're fighting parademons, which they kind of hinted at in Batman V Superman. And uh, he doesn't want to fight them because he's never fought any. At one point he's like, I've he's like, you guys are all ready for battle and I've never done battle. He was (laughs) like, so he's like, I just like, run fast i did see a, t- a teaser that talked that had that scene in it and at one point he's like everybody's like ready to charge in on these parademons and he's like you know like some. i forgot to tell you guys like i am really afraid of bugs he was like and guns and fighting, like it was just like he just kept getting worse. I'm butchering that line, but it was just really funny. I will say that he I was like good.
1: Ezra Miller.
0: He was good, and so I was hoping he'd be good. What about Momoa? Uh, the look of him was great. Uh huh. The he uh, he was a non-character. Okay. Like he's just kind of there. He's a um, heavy.
1: He's like a good kind heavy. Kind of,
0: kind of. Um, I definitely feel it feels like this movie was chopped down a lot. I think it was. It was was. actually. It was like a three hour movie and now it's like.
1: Well, because yeah, when uh, Snyder, and this is a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, but when Snyder was working on it, he turned in like a a 228 minute version of this movie. And then the studio came back and said, this is unwatchable. You have to cut it down. It can't be a minute over like two hours and 20 minutes or something like that. for forget. Yeah and it feels and it. he had to cut it down and it was after that conversation that he stepped away because again we make fun of Zack Snyder a lot but all condolences going out to his family about what happened with his daughter They use that as a reason for him to step away. Is the feeling that I get? Sure. Because he worked on the movie for months after that happened. Sure. And only after these internal conversations of basically like you have to fix this piece of garbage, sure, or we're gonna bring in somebody else that he stepped away.
0: Yeah, it was um, it was bad. That part was bad. Um, I'm trying to think like what else was weird. Uh, Cyborg was an interesting new character. Um, I kind of liked his look. I mm. didn't think I was going to from the trailers, but I kind of liked the way it looked. I liked the the interaction right. that he had. Um Wonder Woman again was kind of a non entity. She was relegated to the role of like making fun of the boys, mm. which kind of sucked and kind <laughs> of Hey, look, feminism. Yeah, she was like she, you know, at one point the boys are fighting and she's like children. And it's just like no, like now you're making her the mom character it's because like, huh. she's Screenwriting, right? Exactly, and that's what it felt like. Also, they revamped all of the costumes from I saw Wonder that. Woman.
1: I saw. Well, all the uh, Themyscira costumes I saw got revamped. All into the like Amazonian sexier They're all wearing versions. bikinis now. Um, Stupid
0: Snyder, which sucked yeah. because it. Totally undermined that entire first movie. You know what I mean? Patty Jenkins got to be furious, um,
1: as well. She should be.
0: Yeah, because there's no point. Yeah. There's no reason to do that. It's
1: not like they realized how sexy they were after Diana left.
0: No, like it. It genuinely made no sense to do that. But they're all wearing bikinis now. There's it's a like, lot...
1: hey, World War One is over. Time for our bathing suit there bodies. Was also,
0: a lot less cultural representation mm-hmm. in Themyscira. Like before, that you had, um, you know. People of all different ethnicities. So Themysciran's or the Amazonians looked like a very culturally diverse group. Right. Whereas now they're all blonde. They're all white. And they're all wearing bikinis. Well, that's a huge fucking bummer. Yeah, N- and not that I thought
1: Justice League was going to be good. We will probably still see it at some point. Sure. But Thor will be higher on. Oh, missed totally. To go go see. see Thor three times before you go see <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> Justice League is a red boxer. You yeah. have it straight from High Five of the podcast. Everybody, wait for Red Box
0: for yeah. Justice League. And honestly, um, man, I don't know. Don't maybe not even see it. Like it's okay. one of those where it just doesn't matter. Like I have a feeling that. DC is at the because now I read too recently before we did this that uh, are they going it's on the, the way low, the dark universe it's the lowest opening DC movie yet which shouldn't shouldn't because be won, it is of the Justice the, League it that would be like if they came out with the Avengers and they're like Avengers did worse than every other movie yeah. we've put out yet instead of what actually happened which Avengers being like one of the top grossing movies of all time because it's combining everything that everybody wants yeah. to see so it should be the most popular it should bring in fans of every arc so i have a feeling that the dceu is gonna undergo a major overhaul but i will say there was a pretty funny not not even funny there was an interesting post credit stinger uh-huh that kind of <laughs> didn't give me
1: i want to tell you what it is yeah you can tell me off the air i want to so, say it on the air okay we'll say it on the air you know what right, people wait, wait wait hold on official position Fuck Justice League. Spoil. Right. Okay. (laughs) So, because I was real excited for the Batman. If you don't want to hear the spoilers and you're really excited about Justice League, one, we're sorry.
0: Two, hit the little 15 second skip ahead right I'm going to make this quick. So, uh, I was really excited for the Batman standalone movie because Joe Manganiello was announced as uh, Deathstroke. And so, he's in the post-credits scene. As Deathstroke? As Deathstroke. As Slade Wilson. Nice. And so the post-credit scene is basically a prison guard going to Lex Luthor's cell in prison. Now Jesse Eisenberg, 100 percent bald now, like, yeah, being and just like at the end of Batman the Superman. Right, and he escapes, or excuse me, he, they, they go to tap him and he turns around and it's not him it's just another bald crazy inmate and then it cuts to a yacht and you see like jesse lex luther sitting on the yacht in a suit looking much more like your classic like lex luther yeah he's not wearing like the cool hipster clothes <laughs> he's not the facebook like, uh, no this mogul. is much more gene hackman like gotcha. lex luther on a yacht and a speedboat pulls up and deathstroke gets on in full deathstroke Did he look garb, badass? like he had the fucking okay this is, here's the problem so i was real jazzed, and i'm uh-huh. like yeah cuz his costume looks fucking dope like it's, okay. it is deathstroke it's the it's the black and the orange yep, and the and he's got body the fucking armor face mask and, and... and he's got the dual swords uh-huh. and everything i mean it's fucking dope and then he best pulls best part of the whole
1: justice league movie
0: then he pulls his mask off uh-huh and uh it is some of the worst hair and facial hair that I've ever seen. Oh, like they made it all white. Like he's, it's like platinum blonde. Oh, and Ew, he, that doesn't work for Enjolras. No, no. And <laughs> that's it looked so weirdly off putting because that's Put not, your mask back on. That's what I'm saying. Like put your mask. I was back like, on. like I was like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. Like they <laughs> get it. This shit's gonna be dope. And then he pulled his mask off, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like why I was like I literally feel like DC every once in a while they get it so close <laughs> to being right and then they're, and then I think literally okay do you remember do you remember when you had your kid and you told me no. you like one thing that I want to do is I want everything to be I want to teach her everything correct oh, and then correct. I want to teach one small insignificant thing I just wanna be wrong, just because it's funny. Like what I had told
1: you was I wanted to teach her two numbers reverse so she counts one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, seven, nine, ten. Right. And then she's just totally confident on it. I feel like DC has
0: the same concept <laughs> about the movies. They're as...
1: just not doing it on purpose.
0: Right. So. They're just like they're like, no, we're gonna make fucking Deathstroke awesome. And you know what would make Deathstroke even better is if you went full rogue. Because that's fucking hilarious, <laughs> yeah. right? I feel like that's what they did, and so he's got this like weird glued-on goatee, like a thick, long goatee, but it is platinum blonde. I hate. This and then so his hair much. is cut super short. He looks like uh, what's the dude from Street Fighter, uh, Guile, with the yeah. Is that it?
1: <laughs> he looks like. He's got the Guile, guile
0: haircut. Does it like way up? Yeah, and oh. it's, it's like up and spiked, and it's platinum blonde. I and he's hate got, this he's so got, much. I think he's got the eye patch. And I was just like, I fucking hate this. See, what it should have been is badass costume, takes off mask,
1: normal Joe Manganiello face, regular dark hair, and he should have like scars and shit all over his face. That's
0: it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to, like, why is he blonde? He has never been blonde. This is not a thing. I don't even think he's blonde in the comics. No, he's gray. He's got like gray hair. Right. And maybe they were going for gray and they just went platinum blonde but it looks weird i mean he does have sort of a cable looking
1: feel yeah in those in those ones but so anyway Uh. we
0: have legitimately talked way too long about stuff that had nothing to do with thanksgiving (laughs) so we should bring it around well let me i'll add in one thought because there was something we watched this week
1: um and speaking of marvel and comic books we watched the netflix punisher series Mm. And it's pretty damn good. Awesome. So I'm not going to say it's the best. I've heard mixed reviews. There's a lot of stuff. And the reviews, I'll give validity to the reviews that it's too heavy on the question of should people have guns. It, especially in nowadays time. Sure. That, that hits a little close to home and is a little maybe off what I would agree with. But Joe, uh, Bernthal is amazing as Punisher. The new characters they bring in and the kind of the espionage that they set up is is very intriguing and interesting. And Punisher gets to do some badass stuff.
0: Really? So what
1: I would say is I liked it better than I liked Luke Cage. Way better than I liked Iron Fist. And better than Defenders. I would put it on the same realm as Jessica Jones. But maybe not with as deep character study. Okay. So it's not as good as Daredevil. It has a straightforward human story like Jessica Jones, except for the mind control. And then it's it's very, very engaging. So that's that's what I'll put out there. Because we're not done with it yet. I think we've still got three episodes two episodes left. Okay. But it's it's good so far. And the villain, um, which who I imagine will turn out to be uh Jigsaw is is great. Interesting. So Anyway, I am very thankful that you brought up your your Marvel stuff and your DC stuff. Thank but you. now, I think it's enough time. We've done enough appetizers. We should get into our Thanksgiving feast. The
0: real ham slash turkey, however you fall on the the genre of meat that you choose to eat at Thanksgiving, both, or one or the other. No, both. It could be one or the other. It's both. It's fine. The answer is both. Cheeseburgers. Chinese food, whatever you choose to partake in. The answer is always both. All right, fair enough. It's Thanksgiving, you overindulge. You eat all of it. There is a bounty of food. Well, let's speaking of <laughs> bounties, why don't you start us off with your bounty of list? Okay, so for for my list, what I did, you st- so you
1: stated at the top of the episode, which is something necessary that we need to say. Our movies, our choices are based off theatrically released Thanksgiving movies. Correct. So, you know, TV specials like The Mouse on the Mayflower or The Peanuts Thanksgiving special, we're going to save and talk about at the end as like a dessert feature, if you will. So these are movies that were released in theaters, distributed by production companies that for me, either a big set piece or the entirety of the film takes place in and around Thanksgiving. Sure. So Thanksgiving is the modus operandi, if you will. Yes. So... For my number five, went all the way back to 1984. Mm-hmm. So and speaking of the times that we live in, this one might be an interesting choice, but it's directed by Woody Allen, okay? And it's Broadway Danny Rose, okay. So have you seen Broadway, Danny Rose? I have not. Okay. This is back in the heyday of Woody Allen films. So this is back when he was making all the ones that everybody talks about. Annie Hall, um, Margaret and her sisters, this one. They're so... This is what I would say is prime Woody Allen, outside of Midnight in Paris, which is very, very good. Sure. This one, the reason it's so low on my list is because really... The only thing about Thanksgiving in the movie is sort of the framing device. So the movie takes place with a bunch of Hollywood people Mm -hmm. sitting around at Carnegie Deli talking and and Woody Allen is telling a story. And the story turns out to be the movie Broadway Danny Rose. Mm -hmm. So this kind of one establishes that Carnegie Deli Hollywood type sitting around talking, Uh um, which has been used a lot since then. Carnegie Deli is super famous now for stuff like that. But the premise of this movie is that Woody Allen plays Danny Rose and he's this hapless talent promoter basically. Gotcha. So he takes people at the bottom of their careers. He gets them a bunch of stuff. And as soon as they see success, they leave him for a better talent agent, et cetera, et cetera. Well, through a course of uh, relationships that he has, he basically has this client who's cheating on his wife with Mia Farrow and Mia Farrow plays this, I believe it's like a a hardened lounge singer type. Okay. And, he goes, Woody Allen goes to the premiere of one of this guy's activities with Mia Farrow as a beard to basically say, Hey, look, my wife, I'm not dating Mia Farrow because she's dating Danny Rose. Got it. While he's there, Dan, uh, Mia Farrow's ex boyfriend, who is a gangster, sees them together and then basically tries to kill Danny Rose. Wow. And okay. that's kind of the premise of the movie. It's this mistaken identity. He's an idiot who accidentally gets messed up with the, with the mob. And it's really funny and it's really well done. Um, But the whole thing takes place around this, you know, it ends at this big Thanksgiving scene and I won't ruin the movie, but it's, it's very funny. It's very good. It's classic Woody Allen. If you like Annie Hall, you're you'll, you'll like Broadway, Danny Rose. And so for me, when I think Thanksgiving movies, I always think, you know, eating dinners. Um, Now I think Carnegie deli with this movie, but this sort of wraps itself up around Thanksgiving.
0: Interesting. I totally, I, I mean, I, I'm i not a big Woody Allen fan, so I would say that I will totally go watch this movie, but I'm probably not But you not probably going won't. To. It's
1: good. I would say, you know, it's, it's something I would recommend people watching it, but it
0: is low on my list, even though it is on my so list. So if you like Woody Allen movies. Yes, this is and a great one. Thanksgiving. Yes. Go check out Broadway Danny Rose.
1: I would say if you like Woody Allen movies, you most likely have already seen this one. Okay, because it's one of the of the eighteen or twenty movies that he's done. This is one of the bigger ones. Okay, so
0: interesting. Broadway, Danny Rose, Woody Allen. As number number five. five. I
1: like it. <clears throat> All right, moving
0: on to my number four. Yes. Another big director. Okay,
1: this one. You know, a lot of these that I found were made in and around the nineties. For some mm. reason, a lot of Thanksgiving movies in the nineties. Sure. We really liked Holly, uh, sure, like holidays back then. Sure. So this one, uh, directed by Ang Lee, okay, in nineteen ninety seven.
0: R- Ooh.
1: Okay. Do you know what it is? No. Okay, you're, you're the confused look on your face told me as much. Yes. This is the Ice Storm. Okay, I haven't seen that. You haven't either. seen Oh my God, this is one you need to see. Okay. So this is a great Ang Lee movie. Um it's all character based. It's sort of like it's sort of like the Big Chill. Have you seen the Big Chill?
0: That was the Goldblum movie?
1: Yes, Goldblum, Kevin Klein, they all get yeah. together and it's just kind of them yes. being them. Yes, definitely. Okay. This one's like that, but it takes place at Thanksgiving and has casual sex thrown in. <laughs> so, Weird, okay So basically, I don't want to say it's a bottle movie But it pretty much all takes place over a course of three or four days This huge ice storm is hit where these families are And it's sort of a lot of family secrets coming out among them hmm. um, But here's one of the reasons I like it It's Not only is it well directed I mean, Ang Lee, when he's at the top of his game, can kill it um, But the cast is unbelievable and especially for you know like real world character type acting like the cast is kevin klein joan allen sigourney weaver toby Maguire, elijah wood christina ricci david Crumholtz, and the film debut of katie holmes holy shit like this is the cast so basically the premise here is that kevin klein and joan allen are married and they have kids uh Tommy Maguire and Christina Ricci. Tommy, Tommy Maguire. Tommy Maguire. Um Toby. I don't, did I say I Tommy? It's out of like it. so that's why I just Toby I Maguire. Well,
0: also I listen I used to listen to that podcast um Super Tommy Ego, Knows best. Oh. <laughs> and Super Ego always they had this character who was in love with the Spider-Man Spider-Man franchise and so he'd always <laughs> say it. He'd be like I'm going to Uh, My favorite movie is Spider Man 2. Spider Man 2, and he's like starring Tomi Maguire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I
1: wished I had been referencing that when I made my misstep, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so Kevin Klein and Joan Allen, uh, their best friends live next door, and it's Sigourney Weaver, and I forget the actor who plays her husband. But basically, what you find out is that Kevin Klein is having an affair with the wife of their friends. Sure. And then. That comes out during Thanksgiving, the weekend. They go to a swingers key party, and then Joan Allen gets paired up with Sigourney Weaver's husband. And it all kind of comes to fruition in this big family scene around Thanksgiving. Got it. Um, The kids kind of flirt with each other. Christina Ricci basically just uses sex to become a powerful teenager. And, um... And it's just really good. Like it's one of those where there's not a lot to to talk about the movie in and of itself. It's sort of like a uh, savages or savage like that, savages like that. Sure. With, uh, oh, I forget who's in that one. Um, I think Holly Hunter's in that one. But anyway, it's it's kind of like that. It there's not a lot to explain about the story. It's just these two families falling apart over Thanksgiving while being trapped in their neighborhood during an ice storm. But it's crazy good. And and very sad. It's probably the saddest Thanksgiving movie ever made. Um, Jesus, but I mean, you're really selling it here. But I like, mean, sad in the way that like Brokeback Mountain by Ang Lee is sad. Sure, you know, it's very good. It's very watchable. The characters are believable and enjoyable. It's just shitty what happens. Okay, it's sort of that type of thing.
0: I fully support that.
1: So that's my number four. I like it. And then my number three. I'm gonna. If you haven't seen the first, wait, two... wait.
0: You're gonna roll into your number three. That's not how we. do Oh, this. that's
1: right. We we need to take a I was break. About so. to say, you're just blazing. You're <laughs> just on it. I,
0: I'm just really excited about. You know my what Thanksgiving you're doing list. this Thanksgiving. You're overindulging. I am. Right? I am. So you need to. I need to. I need to pull it back. Pace yourself. I need to pull it back. I know okay. you got your stretchy pants on. I,
1: I have my stretchy pants on. I've already. I've already like attacked the stuffing right. and some of the corn casseroles.
0: Just, I need to wait. Just, on take, the it main course. just okay. take it okay. easy.
1: Just take it easy. Because I'm
0: gonna give you my first two, which are barely Thanksgiving-related. <laughs> okay? I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. Because really, much like Thanksgiving dinner, these are just things that like kind of wet my appetite. They're just a means to an end to get to that fucking meat at the center of this meal. You know right, what I right. mean? I mean, what we really are here for this is, is like, the main course. I'll consider these two like the cranberry sauce and maybe the like yams okay. of the meal. Okay. They're like... They're yummy they're fine. They're fine. and okay. and But they're not why you came to Thanksgiving no. dinner. I came here for the top three. I came here for that fucking stuffing. I came here for some of that turkey. And, and pumpkin pie. And pumpkin pie. And that's what my top three are. All sure.
1: right. I cannot wait to so get to those. So
0: these, you may not even agree that they could be on the list, <laughs> but you know what? It's fine. If I if I need to argue, i I'm just throwing, argue away. I'm not going to fight you on it. <laughs> <laughs> they are tenuous at best. <laughs> so my number five. Speaking of something I mentioned earlier, Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> Spider-Man?
0: Yes. <laughs> Old spider which one? The first one. The Tommy Maguire Spider-Man? T- Tommy Maguire one? Spider-Man. How in the world is that a Thanksgiving movie? Well, it, A, it takes place during Thanksgiving, and B, the whole there is a Thanksgiving meal scene, which is very integral to the movie, where... Uh, Willem Dafoe almost finds out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man because they're all gathered for a Thanksgiving meal. That's why they're gathered. I just thought there was dinner. No, it's Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, (laughs) tenuous at best. Tenuous at best is is lax. (laughs) Right. So, but it does take place during the holidays. Like, it takes place over because they have thanksgiving right yeah Uh uh-huh i
1: like that your number four is gonna be like they say the word thanksgiving (laughs) in it (laughs) pretty fucking close (laughs)
0: it's blade runner because they say thanksgiving right so uh number five speederman because why not sure whatever my number four ready for this you want to borrow one
1: of mine that's actually about thanksgiving you ready for
0: this my number four prisoners
1: you know what I thought about Prisoners because it was it takes place around it Thanksgiving. Does.
0: And it and it actually it, the it's Thanksgiving meal is integral to the beginning cuz that's when the children go missing. Is these gather these families are gathered together for Thanksgiving. So this one I didn't feel so bad about. That number 5 may have been one that I tacked on <laughs> to just fill a space. That one I I will go along with Prisoners mainly because it's an
1: honorable mention. Okay. It just wasn't connected as much to Thanksgiving sure. as I wanted.
0: Now, my top three are straight-up Thanksgiving movies. Yeah, so are mine. But Prisoners was one of those that, um, first off, it's a fucking amazing movie. Just in general. You know, yeah, no, I agree. I think Prisoners is great. It's It was on my
1: honorable mentions. The only reason I cut it off was because it didn't take place enough around Thanksgiving,
0: and I get that it is once again tenuous, not as tenuous as Spider-Man, <laughs> <laughs> which some would argue should not be on the list at all. But since I'm using it as a placeholder, it will, I think it, it's fair.
1: You know what? It you know my my original five before I picked Broadway, Danny Rose, you know was Saving Private Ryan, perfect because they say thanks.
0: And then someone also says give in the movie. Right. So, I mean, I felt it was applicable. Also, I had one other defense of the Spider-Man being on the list. Because there's always a Spider-Man balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. (laughs) So, Spider-Man associated with Thanksgiving every single
1: time. If If all of our lists were based off of Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, floats Uh it would be the weirdest list ever it's like yeah so my number five is uh spongebob squarepants (laughs) uh, just all of spongebob squarepants and my number
0: one obviously santa (laughs) santa claus oh Oh, the tim (laughs) allen movie no 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 the 1985 (laughs) dudley moore john lithgow treasure you can't and you can't forget my number three
1: which was the junior class marching band of D.W. Dubois <laughs> High School in Southern Kentucky. So, of course, you know, you can't forget my number three. That Thanksgiving movie was the shit. Sure. Did
0: you see when they covered
1: Uptown Funk? Amazing. I did.
0: <laughs> Amazing. It blew me away. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, so that's that's my number five and four. I liked your number five and four. Yeah. I say we give people a break. My number four second. were Joe
1: Jesse while lip sync a song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. On a float surrounded by Lego toys yeah. that come to life. Yeah. Yes that's my, um, that's, my, that's my number four favorite
0: Jesus Christ let's give people
1: a break <laughs> <laughs> okay should we go back through our top five and four yeah sure all right so my number five is Broadway Danny Rose uh-huh. and my number four is the ice storm
0: and my number five and four jokes at <laughs> spider-man Speederman, number one at number five <laughs> and I'm already confused uh, and prisoners as number four now prisoner not a joke I actually wanted to include that yeah. one because that one's it's a really good that's a good ass movie uh all but right so
1: yeah. um it, we're awesome. going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm going to go pee. You guys listen to these commercials from Bounty. And we'll I'm going right to go
0: back. pee in between Joey's legs while he pees. Don't crossing the streams.
2: Next up will be New Canaan, Connecticut. New Canaan, Connecticut. Next
0: up. Once there was a time when
1: families Hello. were strangers. Aw. Oh. Hey Dad. Guy, I'm just confirming
2: uh, you'll be on the 440 on Wednesday, right? So you and your sister can mope around the house, and your mother and I can wait on you hand and foot while the two of you occasionally grunt for more food. Neighbors were lovers. You know, I think Elena might suspect something.
0: Is that a new aftershave?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh musk or something am and america was learning the truth are you watching this watching what nixon doofus he's a liar calm down i wasn't in on it it was 1973 and the climate was changing You're
1: here to play it's strictly volunteer of course the key party the men put their car keys in a bowl and at the end of the evening the women line up and fish them out <laughs>
2: How are the parental units functioning these days? Dad's doing his up with people routine. Is that good or bad? It's just you develop a sense if things are going to work out or if they won't. I have a husband. I don't particularly feel the need for another. Sometimes it's not worth the mess
0: from acclaimed
2: director ang lee comes a portrait of an american family dear lord thank you for this thanksgiving holiday and for letting us stuff ourselves like pigs oh, okay. even though we're children Asia or
1: in be It's okay. enough
2: all right paul roll they were growing up
1: wendy a
2: person's body is his temple and they were falling apart i don't ever want to see you then why'd you come after me not what you think. It's not some big plot. Stop the car. Stop it. And during one winter weekend, they would discover something that would change their lives forever. Stop. Kevin Klein, Joan Allen, Toby McGuire, Christina Ricci, Elijah Wood, and Sigourney Weaver the ice storm
0: That's how I'm bringing uh, us back. Well,
1: I mean, we've been eating a,
0: room. a whole lot. I'm making room. I'll say thank you for that. You're welcome. For- Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: Yeah. Well, come to think of it, I could go on and on. <laughs> I could explain every natural phenomenon. Oh, Jesus. Please don't do that. <laughs> the, the ground. I don't remember.
0: You're rest. just rolling into uh, Moana <laughs> yeah. so, uh, songs. Hey, don't mess with Maui when he's on a breakaway. That's true. Don't. <laughs> that is a
1: well-known fact. That is uh, my daughter's favorite movie
0: at the you moment, so do. we've watched it about a thousand times.
1: That's amazing.
0: <laughs> I, as it should be. It's not a
1: Thanksgiving movie, though. Nope. So but you know what is?
0: Our top three. Totally. I loved how easy that segue was. It was just, it's like, it's smooth, Mm. like uh, cockroaches. Like a bounty of cockroaches. (laughs) See how smooth that was (laughs) too? Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, So we should dive into the top three. I'm into it. So now what I will say, one thing about my list that I didn't do is I didn't include any movies that were like, Indians and colon- colonies or colonials. I didn't include any of those because I don't. So the consider. new
0: world is not on your the list. The new world is not I, on. I my do know list. you love that movie.
1: It's it's pretty good, um, but it's not on my list
0: anywhere because uh, I just didn't want to get into that territory. Totally respected and understood, and also does not exist on my list.
1: Awesome. Well, great. Um, so our top three. Yes. This is the creme de la creme. Like this is the main course of this meal. That's right. And as usual. Jay, you start us off. Yeah. Okay. So my number three is from 2003 Mm -hmm. and it's called Pieces of April. With Katie Holmes. With Katie Holmes. Have you seen this? I haven't. It's actually very good. This is the movie that for me solidifies that Katie Holmes could have been a really great actress. Okay. She didn't turn out that way, sadly. Um, But this movie kind of proves that there was a lot of talent there, which is ironic because I already have Katie Holmes in my number four. She's in the ice storm. Sure. So for some reason, Thanksgiving equals Katie Holmes around my house. I can't explain it. Uh, But pieces of April is uh, the story is Katie Holmes plays this kind of not derelict, but the black sheep of this well-to-do family. And she lives in New York in a little shitty apartment by herself and she has invited her entire her entire dysfunctional family to have thanksgiving at her apartment to show them she's not a mess of a person. Okay. And so the movie is them coming and her hosting them and then just tragedy ensues. Like her her oven breaks the morning of thanksgiving so she has to run around town to try and get that fixed. Her parents are coming in and they're having their arguments and their tiffs and and it all just kind of comes together at the end around this big Thanksgiving meal. Um, I think it's kind of one of those indie films, and you know I have a soft spot in my heart for those. And there's just something about this movie that captures the the dysfunction, but the love and the connection of family around Thanksgiving. Like, The Ice Storm does it well, but it's very sensationalized. It's like, oh, affairs, and people are dying, and all this stuff. Pieces of April is more down-to-earth. It's kind of like this hurts because it reminds me of my family. And so like the arguments of, I love my, you know, I love my parents, but they don't have the same views as me or they don't live the same life as me, but we want to be together on Thanksgiving because that's what you do. You spend it with family. It's all about that theme and saying like people figuring out that they're not the broken ones in their family because everybody's broken. Sure. And so I really, really like that. It's kind of like a pseudo mumblecore, but it's a Thanksgiving staple in my opinion. All right. So that one's a strong one, and I would recommend it for anyone who hasn't seen it. All
0: right. I probably won't watch it.
1: That's totally fun.
0: But I like it. So, That's- so far, two that I haven't seen and probably won't watch. <laughs> but respect... <laughs> But respect them being on your list. I
1: can tell you they're both more aligned with Thanksgiving than your Spider-Man
0: choice. That's totally fine, but I will gladly watch Spider-Man over and over and over
1: again. (laughs) So that's what I can say. Fair. So my number two. Now these these top two are about Thanksgiving, and they are just great films. Okay. So the first one is Jodie Foster's directorial debut, and it's from 1995, and it's called Home for the Holidays. Okay. Do you know about this one? No. Okay. This one's a little bit like the Ice Storm. Sure. Again, Thanksgiving. It breeds this idea of a dysfunctional family coming together, and it's the same type of thing. So this one here's the cast, by the way: Holly Hunter, okay. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Anne Bancroft, okay. Charles Durning, okay. Dylan McDermott, okay. Claire Danes and Steve Guttenberg. I'm into it. So again, it's this dysfunctional family that's coming together. Claire. Or not Claire, her name, Holly Hunter's character in the movie is named Claire. She gets fired from her job in, like, sure. the opening scene. She has to go back to her family and kind of not tell them about that. Her her and her husband are divorced, and her teenage daughter wants to stay home in Chicago um, while while Holly Hunter goes to her family's. Basically because she says, hey, mom, while you're gone, I'm going to fuck my boyfriend. Yikes. <laughs> and then Holly Hunter just has to fly to another state with, with that knowledge. Right. So that's going on. And then Robert Downey Jr. plays her brother, who is gay and has brought Dylan McDermott, who no one's really sure if he's his boyfriend or not. Okay. So there's that going on. And then she has a really uppity sister who kind of is married to this rich guy, sort of like um, Adam Scott in Step Brothers. Okay. It's that type of family. Like they drive Mercedes and these big Range Rovers and they're coming to the family as like, we're stuffy and rich. And right. That breeds a lot of distrust. And then um, it has like crazy ants, sort of like Christmas vacation for National Lampoons. But All there's right. there's one aunt, uh, what's uh, Aunt Gladdy, Gladys, something like that. And she comes to Thanksgiving and brings 200 potted plants with her because they're just the things she likes to have around to comfort her.
0: Interesting. And then
1: while they're all together, people's affairs come out. People's drug use comes out. Um, Holly Hunter and Dylan McDermott sort of have this weird, weird, will they, won't they connection, even though Robert Downey Jr. and him are kind of, sort of, will they, won't they gay. Um the aunt says that she has this burning love for the husband, the dad, Charles Durning. And it's her sister's husband. And it's just great. Like, it's one of those that, again, is very not a lot of plot-heavy stuff. It's just great acting, great story. And it really sort of takes the realism of Pieces of April uh-huh. and the dysfunctional family gathering together for Thanksgiving, like the ice storm, And presents that. It kind of is the perfect amalgamation of both of those two movies, which is why it's number two on my list. Solid. Um, And another fun fact, uh, Robert Downey Jr. has openly admitted to being heavy, heavy on heroin for the entirety of filming this movie. Amazing. He's like, yeah, basically I filmed the whole movie and I was like high off my ass on heroin every single day of shooting.
0: Fantastic.
1: So if for no other reason than to watch his performance... It's something to watch.
0: Well, I will say, although I shot down the other two, this is, sounds like one I will watch. Man, Holly Hunter's just
1: the, there's Holly Hunter is someone that I think has just never done wrong. Like even in Batman v Superman, uh-huh. she's really good in that. Sure, except for that weird accent she has. Sure, but everything else. I mean, the Incredibles. We got the Incredibles two coming out. She's just really, really good. Sure. And so, <clears throat> again, I love Jodie Foster as a director. The Beaver is really fun. Um. But this one with just being a debut, being as real as it is, but <clears throat> having the heart that it does, um, I just it's really good. And so it's my number two because it sort of encapsulates that dysfunction of Thanksgiving really well.
0: I like it. I All fully right. support that, man. I think that's a good choice. And All so right. far we haven't matched a single one.
1: I know. So.
0: I'm curious about my
1: number one because it was the easiest to come up with.
0: Uh, so is mine.
1: Okay, so I so feel wait, like if we it might
0: is, share it. Do you want to wait then? Yeah, let's let's wait because I don't you know want to your do list. My three and my uh, three and two, and then let's say number one together and see? Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's do that. Was that was Jay's three and two? Let's All do right. Q's. All right. So mine, uh, definitely more in line with <clears> the, <throat> the holidays for sure. Uh, my number three is a uh, comedy. Okay. Uh, Comedy from, let's see, the year 91. Okay. Uh, Starring uh, Ed O'Neill and Ethan Embry is Dutch. Oh, Dutch. I thought about this movie. I love Dutch. Dutch is
1: really fun. It's Ed O'Neill at his Ed O'Neilliest,
0: but also not really, because it's super clean. And he is kind of, instead of being like, he is still kind of the schlubby Everyman, but instead of being the schlubby, like gross Everyman, yeah. he's the schlubby Everyman that you root for because yeah. everyone else that he's going up against are these wealthy, waspy right. assholes. You know what I mean? Well, and I like that movie
1: because it's it's a fun buddy road movie, exactly. Except it's him and this pretentious brat,
0: <laughs> right? And that's what's <laughs> the best part. So, so for those who haven't seen it, uh, basically. The concept is Ed O'Neill um, plays Dutch Dooley, who is the boyfriend of Joe Beth Williams, um, who plays Natalie. Is, right. Is, and she is a, like, upper class, like, ritzy kind of woman. Right. And her husband, or ex-husband, Christopher McDonald, who awesome. I love. Just, he's,
1: so, he's so great in this movie. Um.
0: And basically, uh, the Christopher McDonald, their school or their son, they have a son together, which is uh, Doyle, Mm. and he's off at like a boarding school, right? And Christopher McDonald basically breaks his promise to spend Thanksgiving with them, and it's in lieu of a business trip to London, right? So instead, Dutch decides that he is going to go. He the mom invites. Doyle back home for right. Thanksgiving, but Doyle is basically like, fuck you, and blames his mother for the divorce. Like, basically, just hates his mother. Yeah. He's a, well, let's put it out there. Spoiler alert, he's a huge dick. Oh, 100%. Like, he's, he's, he's an unsympathetic ass hat. Yeah. And so. Well, and isn't Dutch,
1: he's like, he's not, it's not like a will they want they situation, but he's he feels emasculated around this rich family. So he thinks doing this favor will Will sort of ingrain him further into this relationship that he cares about. Totally. I'm not misremembering that. That's
0: absolutely correct. And so he sets off to go to the boarding school to collect Doyle and bring him back unwillingly (laughs) yes absolutely unwilling as a matter of fact at one point ties him to a hockey stick
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's i've always loved that child abuse in the
0: movie (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
1: hilarious um some light child abuse in the 90s and then basically here's another 90s one i'm telling you these are all over the
0: place in the 90s totally and or late 80s so basically um the movie ends with them all coming home spoiler alert and then they're about to um they're about to eat um, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. There you go. Right. That and that's worst. that's the meal. And that's how it ends. So it yeah. ends at Thanksgiving, but it takes place over the Thanksgiving break. Well, the point of it is getting to Thanksgiving. Right. So like
1: there are other movies the, that do that, too. Right. Which totally count.
0: And so uh, it's just a really funny movie. I mean, it's not a great like. Right. You know, it's not an epic movie that won any awards. It's a very good comedy with some very good actors. Yeah. At their, like you said, at their funniest, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and what's funny is I didn't even realize it, but Ethan Embry, so is, who is Doyle, who's mm-hmm. the shitty little brat kid, he was in, a lot of people know him from Empire Records, um, because he was like the stoner, guar-obsessed kid. He's also in, um,
1: fuck, what was that movie about the high school party?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Can't hardly wait. Yeah. Yeah. He's the main like kind of nerdy kid. Um, But then they also I didn't realize this, but Ed O'Neill and Ethan Embry got back together again for that short lived Dragnet reboot.
1: I completely forgot about that. And
0: Ethan Embry played the kind of straight character and um, uh, Ed Ed O'Neill was Joe Friday. I completely forgot that existed. Yeah. Oh wow! So I just thought that was funny. Like, what just bringing a bringing back to memories. Totally, what a weird like thing. Yeah, but yeah. So um, it's good. It's a good flick. It's a good Thanksgiving flick. It's one that I always, if if I come across it on TV, I will always watch it. I
1: I one one hundred percent agree with that. I had thought of that for my list, but
0: the quality just wasn't there. Like you said, it's not a great movie. No.
1: But it's fun. It's a fun movie. And it's fun to sit and watch. Totally. So, yeah. And it
0: feels like Thanksgiving. It's yeah. It's indulgent. It's saccharin. It's, you know. Yeah. It's just like, okay. It's a good one to have on in the background.
1: Kind of, It's kind of like an Uncle Buck. Totally. Like, you can have it on in the background, and every time you look up, something silly and funny is going to be happening. And you're like, ha. But you don't have to sit and watch it. Totally. So, uh, I like
0: that. I like that a lot. Thank you. So, much more in line with Thanksgiving. Uh, my number two. Now, this one, kind of in line with Thanksgiving, but it has a set piece that takes place around Thanksgiving that is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, and that is I'm going curious. to be Adam's Family Values.
1: Yes! I'm so glad you said that.
0: That's my number one honorable mention. Okay, perfect. My,
1: and uh, I debated so hard on whether or not this should be on the list. It should totally be the, on the list. I, and I, you know what? I sort of agree with you. I had it on there, and I moved it
0: around Man, I, it's so fucking good. Because I love, okay, so in the movie, so Wednesday uh-huh. is sent to a summer camp, and over the, over the. well, I guess, is it a summer camp? Because it's it takes place over <laughs> Thanksgiving. It's a sleepaway thanks- camp. Okay, so it's a sleepaway camp, but it takes place over the Thanksgiving holiday, <laughs> yeah. and they stage a play of Pocahontas. Which is so good. And so they cast Wednesday, or Christina Ricci, as Pocahontas. You know what's really
1: interesting about this? So, Christina Ricci is in The Ice Storm, the movie that I talked about. Oh, that's right. You had said that. And so, Christina Ricci in that movie is asked to, to say grace over the Thanksgiving meal but instead, goes off on a liberal tirade about how the ter- the terribleness of Thanksgiving, which is almost point for point, the speech she makes in Adam because she does Values, the exact same thing, it's it's basically saying that it's just a
0: terrible holiday <laughs> celebrating yes. just horrendous, you know. Acts so Christina Ricci has done this twice. Good on you, Christina yeah. Ricci. She's taken a hard stance on against Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes, um, but yeah, I mean, so basically, this movie. Also just being one of my favorite, you know, nineties movies. This one, once again, this is ninety-three. So uh, again, another nineties. Now here's the question though. Okay. So is
1: Adam's Family Values a sequel that is superior to the original? Oh man. Because Adam's Family Values is good. It is good. But that that first one's so good. So where do you stand on it? Is this a sequel that's better than the original? Do
0: you uh, think? Do you like it better? I say yeah Maybe yeah Mainly just because it The characters feel lived in now Yeah, You know what I mean? So you get that like Christina Ricci is Wednesday yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Ralph, and Fester's like back for good type of thing Christopher Lloyd It's no, it's no longer a you know, is he Uncle Fester? Right. He is Uncle Fester. You've got Raul Julia and Angelica Houston are now Gomez and Morticia for and, the second time. And they, to me,
1: will always be those characters. Like, even uh, uh, outside of the cartoon, outside of the old TV show, they are those patriarchs. And they're amazing. They're so they're good. Amazing. It's the crown of Raul Julia's career which is uh sacrilege to say because I know there's a lot of Street Fighter fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> for their it for his M Bison yes. Per- portrayal. Yes. Um for his Bison bucks or whatever they're called in that movie. Oh god.
0: <laughs> um but the movie as a whole I love and I would say when I think Adams Family Value or when I think Adams Family, a lot of times the scenes that I think of are the scenes from I love when they're standing on the values.
1: on the pier in like the fifties, like swimming garb. <laughs> totally, it's so good. And them it, around like trapped with a bunch of normal, quote unquote, normal kids. Right. is some of the best work that and Adam's family has done. And
0: that's what's funny is because normal in the Adam's Family world is portrayed as it's very Burton esque. You know what I mean? It's very the normal people are the weird ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're all like hyper bubbly and hyper colorful and yeah. hyper smiley. You know what I mean? Yes. And it makes them all seem like crazy people. <laughs> it's sort of you get kind of get the
1: same dynamic like in saved. Oh, that 100%. Absolutely. You kind of get that dynamic in that or election. Totally. Or,
0: um, what's the, uh, but I'm a cheerleader? Did oh, yeah, I yeah. I love that movie.
1: We talked about that one on our, um, oh, summer camp movies, I think. Or,
0: I think so. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever, um, and speaking of Christina Ricci, another movie that's like that, um, have you ever seen Pumpkin? No. Check out Pumpkin.
1: I thought you were going to say Black Snake Moan, where she also gives a Thanksgiving monologue.
0: No. Christina Ricci plays a cheerleader, uh, like a high school cheerleader uh-huh. who, um, and I don't want to give a lot away, but ends up kind of dating uh, a handicapped kid named Pumpkin. Huh. And I feel like I it's super good, but it's I another like one of those hyper stylized, yeah. like real real world verse, you know, alt kids kind of thing. Yeah. Um, definitely worth a watch.
1: Awesome. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you the happiest thing about about your number three and number two. Okay. Is that it's almost guaranteed for me that we're sharing number one. I hope so. There I don't think there's any way around this. And Boy Meets Podcast, you're gonna be real happy about this. For first. sure. So on the count of five. Okay. Let's say our number ones. All right. So one, two, two three, three, four, four five. five. Planes, Planes, trains, and automobiles.
0: And automobiles. Yes! Yeah. Oh. High five. Jinxies! That means we get to do another Jinxies episode. That is. And I fucking love this movie. Honestly, we could do an entire
1: Jinxies on just the John Candy monologue. You know? Oh, for sure. You wanna hurt me? You wanna hurt me? (laughs) Okay. You can hurt me. I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me. Oh, it's so good. Everything about that movie is so good. It might be my favorite John Hughes movie. Like, it's up there. Like It's like Home Alone, Breakfast Club, and this one. Are like right
0: there. It's a pretty amazing flick. <clears throat> ah, just
1: oh, okay. I don't want to take all the spotlight, but yes, this is my number one for no, obvious reasons. Why don't
0: you do what you're super good at? Give us kind of a synopsis of the movie. Okay,
1: so the synopsis of the movie is that Steve Martin plays an advertising executive mm-hmm. who is in. New York City, yep. trying to get back home to, again, Chicago. Right. I think three or four of my movies take place in Chicago.
0: And also, that was a big John Hughes thing, too, because yeah. I'm pretty sure Home Alone also takes place in Chicago. It takes
1: place, yeah, outside a, sub- a suburb of Chicago. Oh. Um, maybe Breakfast Club is a school in Chicago, too. Anyway.
0: Very Illinois-based <laughs> yes. kind of stuff.
1: So Steve Martin's an ad executive. He gets out. He's in a meeting in New York City. He's trying to get home to uh, his family in Chicago for Thanksgiving. Right. That's the whole plot, basically. Yeah. Um, He's leaving another road trip movie. He's leaving his meeting in New York city. Kevin Bacon steals his cab. He gets to the airport and basically does he get on the plane? No, it's canceled, right? He gets there and the flight is canceled due to weather, Um, which by the way, I don't know if you've ever noticed this. My, one of my favorite sight gags, the mise-en-scene gags Mm -hmm. for this is behind the stewardess. That's telling him the flight is canceled. It says, like, departure, New York City, destination, nowhere.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, it says that
1: on the screen. That's hilarious. <laughs> you have to watch for that next time you see the movie. For sure. Um, but anyway, so he... The flight's canceled. He runs into... I believe it's a... Uh, like a curtain salesman? Yep. John Candy plays a curtain salesman. A salesman yep. of some kind. Uh-huh. Like the good old boy, door-to-door, everybody-likes-me type of salesman. Sure. Was way too happy for any situation. So they try... And, you know, get on another plane. They get on a train, which then derails, basically. <laughs> yeah. They have to rent cars, which goes horribly awry, leading to one of my favorite tirade outburst scenes in any movie. And then John Candy has a car that Steve Martin shares. It catches on fire. And then they basically make it home. And there's some very sentimental, sappy stuff at the end, which makes me tear up. Sure. And that's the whole premise. It's them both trying to get sh- get to Chicago, to celebrate Thanksgiving. Right. It's and it's just, fucking brilliant. Wow, it really, really is. It's so simple. Another road buddy comedy movie. But sort of in my mind, one of the the high watermarks of the Buddy Road movie. Sure. You know, like you'll see Buddy Road movies nowadays. I forget, The Trip is one, like Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and um, Barbara Streisand go on one. There's that one with Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr., which I can't Fa- remember.
0: Is it? No, not Father's Day. No,
1: Father's Day is with uh, Billy, Billy Crystal, Crystal and, and Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Um, I forget the. Uh, it's something like Trip or The Road or somewhere right. like that. Um, but I don't think any of them have really done it as well as Plane, Trains, and Automobiles because Steve Martin and John Candy play off each other so well.
0: Oh, sure, one hundred percent. And I, you know, I may say that this is probably. Two of my favorite roles of theirs ever. Like, I feel like they were yeah. both so perfectly suited for these kind of
1: roles. Well, I mean, John Candy is in agreement with you because he has gone on record in saying that this is the favorite performance of his. Of oh, any really? Movie. Yeah. Nice. He says this is the movie that he's most proud of.
0: Aw, that that's he awesome. Was
1: most proud of, which I can totally agree with because, again, just that one scene in the motel where he's doing the You Wanna Hurt Me monologue. Sure, The way he delivers that, the line reading, the heart that he, he, you know, kind of imbues into that character and how likable he is, even though he's ruining this guy's life, basically. It's almost like a Tommy boy situation. You're like, right. He's dumb. He's a salesman. He's trying his best.
0: Sure. And he's got demons in his life and you just love him. I want to give you, and I think you were saying your, your favorite monologue from, or scene Mine is hisn is Steve Martin's interaction with the car rental sales, which agent. I don't know the character actress lady who plays the car rental salesman, but she's in everything. Sure, but it has. Can we do a little role playing here? Oh, of course. This I'll, is one of my favorite scenes of I'll the whole love, movie. Do you want to be? Who do you want to be? I'll be the 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 steward, uh, the the car rental lady. All right, I've got it pulled up here, and we okay. can do this. This is one of my. This is acting scenes with the high five guys. This is where you're going to start. Welcome to Marathon. May I help you?
1: Yes. How may I help you?
0: Well, you can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. And you can give me a fucking automobile. A fucking Datsun. A fucking Toyota. A fucking Mustang. A fucking Buick. Four fucking wheels and a seat. I don't really care for the way that you're speaking to me right now. And I don't really care for the way that your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with the fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really don't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile in my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now.
1: May I see your rental agreement?
0: I threw it away. Oh
1: boy, boy, boy. Oh boy, what? you're fucked <laughs> that's, a, that's one of my favorite that's one of my favorite fucking scenes They're, i love that so much it reminds me so much of the seinfeld episode scene yeah. it reminds me so much of the seinfeld episode with the car rental have you seen that scene oh yeah oh, i love He's it. like you know how to take a reservation but you don't know how to hold a reservation right and the hold it's really the most important part. <laughs> this isn't just us quoting things the the rest of the show. It could be, but it's not.
0: But that's just a snippet. That's that's the type of world that this exists yeah. in. You know what I mean? Although that's a weird
1: snippet to pull out for one for one reason mainly. It's the only scene in the whole movie they use the word fuck. But then they use, use it, it like eighteen times <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and that's why it's so fucking funny. And you know another reason I love that scene. That scene is what uh, Steve Martin agree- why he agreed to do the movie. I love it. He read the script and he said that scene was so funny that he wanted to do it. And
0: and I mean it makes sense. I just loved the you know, the, yeah, and just the, how it <laughs> caps it with the, with the you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> uh, oh
1: man. Okay. So we you know we put this out on social media and we said make sure to tell us your favorite Thanksgiving movies that you want to talk talk us us talk about. And this one's one won. That so many people ask for. So it was easily one that had to be on our lists. I am so glad that we shared it as the number one because now we get to watch it. We get to have an episode about it. I don't want to go too deep into the movie because we're going to do a whole episode on it. But man, when it comes to Thanksgiving movies, this is the first one I thought of. This was always number one on the list. Everything else was just filler. This was the turkey of our dinner. Ugh. And I mean that in the nicest way possible.
0: Nice. Well, let's, uh, let's take a minute to savor our turkey, give everybody a nice little ear break, and then we'll come back and we'll pour some gravy on it. I like we'll it. We'll give them some stuffing. and Well, I mean, let's do dessert. Let's talk about some Ooh. sweet stuff.
1: Let's talk about it. All right. Come on back for dessert, everybody. Bounty.
2: During holiday travel, some people get delirious. Some get delayed. And some get Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. Two happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones meet the Flintstones and the Martini family. Paramount Pictures presents. Will oh! Steve Martin. Ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see Don Ho huh, while you were there? See the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Luna. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Playing, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hello game, hello game.
0: All right, I'm... Getting, uh, I'm getting very sleepy. I feel I'm, like we're getting towards the towards am, the end of the I'm episode. Stuffed. But I still saved uh, room for some sugary treats.
1: Oh, well, you can't have Thanksgiving without dessert. Right. And so in lieu of a game today, we wanted to talk about movies that didn't quite fit the bill or that people, you know, commented to us on social that we wanted that they wanted us to talk about. Sure. So we wanted to get some of that sweet flavor in there. We wanted to get some of the stuff
0: that isn't normally on the table when you eat. And we couldn't talk about some of these because some of the ones that you guys mentioned were uh, TV-related. So right. they were made-for-TV holiday specials, um, stuff that we absolutely agree that they hold a place in the pantheon of Thanksgiving television And viewing, should be watched. But they didn't quite meet the criteria of being theatrically released. Right. Which those. is a bummer, like because with, with a lot of these lists, we have to come up with criteria, or it just opens up... To
1: everything in the world and we don't want to do that we want to have focus lists sure but what it gives us the opportunity to do is talk about things like this on the side uh so we don't actually have to give them a ranking we can just talk about how much we like them exactly
0: so we did we reached out in this episode to our social media and we asked uh people to send in a either uh, list off their favorite Thanksgiving movies, or to ask questions about right. Thanksgiving-related movies. And we got a lot of planes, trains, and automobiles, so everybody that mentioned
1: that, you're welcome. We talked about that, and we have another episode coming your way just on that movie. Absolutely.
0: The rest of you, you're about to get your filling here. Totally. So I'm going to start us off with a comment that was left on our one of our Facebook posts okay. by uh, J.S. Listener J.S. asks, why is the Peanuts special so popular? See, that's a really good question from Jay. Now, what I will
1: say is that I think had we not said theatrically released movies, the Peanuts special would have been on both of ours, if not near the top. I agree. Um, now, for me, <clears throat> I honestly think the reason that Peanuts holiday specials are so important and so memorable right. is because that's sort of when I was growing up what they did. You know, you had the sure. Peanuts comic strips, every now and then you get a TV special, but for the most part, unless it was, you know, Snoopy's cousin from Arizona visiting, they were all holiday specials. Totally. You know, you have the great pumpkin, you have Christmas, uh, everybody remembers those, and you have Thanksgiving. So, the fall holidays, the fall days if you will. The fall la 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 days. I like it. That's more Christmassy. Um they kind of Hey, fuck you. <laughs> oh, you're fucked. <laughs> um, but they kind of embody that time of year, like Halloween. I may not watch it every year, but I always think about you know Charlie Brown, Brown and the Great Pumpkin. Sure. Um, and so that for me is why I think they're so important. It's just nostalgic remembrance of these came out around those times. They were easy to watch with your family. So where some of these, like I'm not going to sit down and watch the Ice Storm or You know, Broadway Danny Rose with my parents Because they're not going to care Right. We would watch those the peanut specials Because my dad liked peanuts He grew up reading the comic strips as he grew up We watched the holiday specials together as a family And they just kind of recurred year after year Sure So I mean, like for you,
0: does it hold the same place? Is that why you think they're important? What would you say to Jay? I think they're totally nostalgia based Um, I don't think they're great in quality I think they are timeless in the sense that they can be viewed by just about any age and it is age appropriate. Um, But I think for me mostly, or most of its charm is, is hitting me in that nostalgic place. I grew up with it. It happened to be on TV there. Like you said, peanuts was very good about putting out holiday themed specials. And to be perfectly honest, that's really all I remember about the peanuts are the different holiday specials the Christmas? Uh, you know, it's Christmas Heart, yeah. Charlie Brown. The it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, like the, I said,
1: outside of that one Spike movie where you know Spike comes from Arizona. Yeah, there's really not like where are you Snoopy or something right. like that. Snoopy runs away or something.
0: It's just not stuff that I think no. about. I they are synonymous with me now for the holidays. Yeah, and so just like I would say the Rankin and Bass stuff. Mm-hmm these kind of hold that same pantheon. The Rankin and Bass stuff, they're not amazingly, brilliantly scripted stories or anything. They're not. Some of them are very clever. They're very clever. They're very cute. Yeah. And they're very family friendly. And they're, and they're embolic of Christmas time. Like when you see Rankin and Bass, you just think Christmas time. And that's kind of, I'm not going to say, I think Thanksgiving when I see Peanuts, but I think, holidays. Yeah. When I see the peanuts now, yeah. you know what I mean? Same, they are, same for me. They're immediately synonymous with the fall holidays Yeah, with, you know, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yeah. You got those
1: three uh, trifecta of like holiday months. Kind of right in right a right row. Right there at the end.
0: And so, um, so yeah, so I think that's why it holds such a special place. I think it's one of those generational things where, um, my, my parents and their parents have all watched Peanuts at some point. Yeah. So it bridges generations, as opposed to like some of these current movies that we even talked about on the list, or even current holiday specials. Those, like the Rankin and Bass specials, are the only ones that seem to be able to bridge the gap no matter what the generation is, right? I grew up with them. I know my parents grew up with them, and I know that their parents enjoyed them.
1: Well, as and nowadays everything seems so ephemeral. You know, it's like it's here and it's gone. It's a product of its time and it's gone. Like, That's, I can't think of a of a holiday special in the last ten years that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch that every
0: year. You Can mean you? like the David S. Pumpkins animated <laughs> that was a Halloween special? It was a I didn't watch it. It's terrible. Did Tom Hanks do the voice for it? It sounds like him.
1: Okay. So, maybe. (laughs) What a weird concept. But that's one thing. Like, can you think of a holiday special, Thanksgiving, Halloween, or Christmas, that has come out that
0: you're going to watch, like, every year? Special? Yeah. Like a one-off. I know. I'm trying to think. I want to give you an honest answer. Like, the only one that even comes
1: close to me is A Very Murray Christmas from Netflix. Yeah. And I'm probably not going to watch that again, even though I very much enjoy it.
0: Um... Probably no, not really. I mean, <clears throat> we watch. I will say the girls and I will watch uh, Prep and Landing. Right, but those aren't the one Disney and done. You things. know, those are a series. Oh, they're two of them.
1: I thought there were more than
0: that. Nah, they're just specials. Do they only not have like a show? Forty-five too? minutes long. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I mean, those. Uh, okay, I guess those might count then. But but I mean, that's really it. Yeah. Like outside of that, no, it's all just been like, oh, this is cute and on TV, and I forget about it the next year like exactly it, it holds no place
1: so there's some and who knows in 20 years you know when when your kids are our age they may come and say oh the Rankin, you know or the uh, prep and landing is my holiday Old time tv series that's yeah, what i remember who knows but i can say when i was growing up in the age in the age range that i was those the peanuts ones even some garfield ones and the rankin and bass stuff were the things i watched those were the tv specials that i watched and that's why they hold such a high place for me. Yeah. I can support that. Yeah. So, there you go, Jay. That now, answers
0: your question. This
1: actually does give us a good segue because our next one was uh, from Anthony B. Okay. And he asked about the mouse
0: on the Mayflower. Perfect. Which was Rankin and Bass. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen the May- mouse on the Mayflower. You
1: haven't? Mm-mm. It's
0: fine. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's like, that's that's what I can say is it's okay. It's sort of like Fivel Goes <laughs> West, but- Seven or eight, but that's steps not a claymation
0: ranking. No, mass, right? That's an animated. It's, an, it's a two D hand drawn.
1: Yep, it's back okay. when animation. Uh, what, it's back when they didn't really know exactly what their spot was. Okay, you know, so they really hit it home with the the claymation, the Christmas specials. Right, this one was hand drawn. Okay, basically the premise is a mouse sneaks onto the Mayflower. His name's Willard, I think. Okay, or Willem, something like that. And they're they get into a huge terrible bad storm and he helps them survive it (laughs) like he helps with ropes and different stopping leaks and different things like that interesting and then they get to the new world and they're all starving because they're cold and then they have to you know get help from the indians and he helps you know in the new world as well it's basically that it's fine it's okay it's kind of one of those nostalgic ones like if you watched it when you were a kid you'd probably remember it fondly You know, I actually tried to go back and watch You can find the whole thing on YouTube. It's like 45 (laughs) minutes long. The whole movie is on there.
0: All right.
1: And I tried to watch it a couple years ago because I vaguely remembered it, and it came up in a list I was reading on a blog or something. And I couldn't get more than like 15, 20 minutes
0: into it just because I didn't have fond, nostalgic memories of it. Well, there you go then, Anthony. So, now some mayflower sucks ass. I Get did it not, out of here. I did
1: not say that. That's it, what Jay said. It is sort of like the dessert that I'm like, oh, I'm glad it's here, but I don't have to eat it. Got it.
0: Type of thing. Cool. That's fine.
1: It's like that it's weird. It's from that one relative. It's like that weird, that weird jello fruit salad that your aunt brings. And you're uh, like, that's a little suspicious. It doesn't look as good as the rest of the
0: desserts. I'm sure it tastes fine. But it's not as good. I was going to say it's that one thing from that one, like, slightly dirtier relative that you're like, I don't trust eating things from their house. It's so, Jello with the cat food in it. Right, so I'm just yeah. not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or it was chocolate. <laughs> it was always a chocolate thing, and you're like, yeah, but like... That's the best way to describe it, too. A chocolate thing. Right. It's just it a sort chocolate thing. looks like thing. a log. You're not sure what's inside it. You don't know what it's glazed with. Right. And I and don't it, know if that's, like... 70% chocolate or actual fully 100% chocolate. And
1: it might be a chocolate substitute. Mm. It might be
0: mocklet from right. friends. Right. Where it Gross. leaves a little fizzy taste right. in your mouth. Weird. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's
1: hilarious. We want it to be the mocklet
0: holiday. Um so yeah, so that answers that one. What else we got?
1: Oh, um I remember one that I did definitely wanted to bring up uh this is from our commenter on Facebook uh Eric W. Mm-hmm. And all he said was thanks killing. I personally haven't seen it, but it looks entertaining. (laughs) So. I also haven't seen it. As the horror guy here, Mm -hmm. I have seen Thanksgiving. I have not seen the second or third Thanksgiving Thanksgiving.
0: Yes, there are second and third Thanksgiving's. This movie is unwatchable. Actually. Okay. Can I say this? I did a little research on it. Um, can I point out, please, if you would just read the plot summary, I will do that, but I do also want to say, I believe the second thanks killing is called thanks killing three. Oh really? I believe so. Okay. If that's true. Great. Yes. Here we go. Uh, thanks killing 2008 horror comedy flick. Uh, and it's, it was followed by a 2013 sequel titled Thanks Killing three. <laughs> okay. So I haven't seen the second one. I've only seen the first one. Okay. So here's the, you want a plot synopsis? Yes.
1: Cause it's ridiculous.
0: All right. So let's go, let's see here.
1: And while you're looking that up, let yes. me add a caveat. I know they're supposed to be meta. I know it's satirical and I get that it's supposed to be making fun of the lost in the woods slasher genre. Uh huh but it's mishandled like their jokes and their satire is there. I see what they're trying to do, but the movie is so far on the unwatchable scale that it
0: doesn't matter. All right. I've got it. You ready? Yes. I'm so ready. Thanks killing a possessed Turkey terrorizes five college students during Thanksgiving break. Yep. So the a more detailed plot summary is basically
1: five kids go camping for Thanksgiving It's just like Cabin in the Woods, just like Evil Dead, all the ones that you'd think of for this. Sure. And they, somehow this demonic spirit is raised in the form of this turkey. Now, what you would expect would be this like grotesque turkey running around, killing people in inventive ways. And that's almost what you get. The problem is the turkey, and I shit you not, is literally just a hand puppet. (laughs) So the only times you ever see it or its neck and its head as it pops up immediately into frame and runs around looking like someone's hand in a puppet making it talk. That's amazing. And it does talk. It talks? It talks and says quippy like Kruger one-liners as it kills people.
0: Amazing.
1: So everything about it is like, oh, this is a movie I totally wanted to see being the horror
0: guy. Can I say that I looked it up and... the one of the taglines for it just says warning boobs in the first second. Yep. And
1: that's, it's literally just a topless woman running through the woods as the cold open being chased by this Turkey. Amazing. I'm going (laughs) to see
0: if I can find a picture
1: of this Turkey for you,
0: don't worry guys. We're definitely going to have a sample. When I cut this episode together, we're definitely going to, we're going to end it with the trailer for Thanksgiving. This I'm going to show you a picture. This is, is, much oh, of God. the turkey as you ever see, and it
1: always never looks that less of a hand puppet. That looks terrible. It's awful. Like, And you can see like the rubber, the latex that they use as it's moving around. It's just straight up bad. Amazing. I wanted it to be good because I saw it and I was like, this is a movie I can get on board with. But it's just straight up bad. Yep. I'm not in it. So that's where I stand on Thanksgiving, everybody. Jay disapproves. Gross. Th- five thumbs down. Way down. Gross. I hate it. So, yeah. So, there's some... Were there any were anything else we talked about a little before the show about the thanks, Thanksgiving well, well, like, like fake trailer yeah. from Eli Roth and yeah, uh, yeah. Death, death Proof?
0: I thought for a second that that was... I could have sworn that was going to be a feature-length movie at some point. <laughs>
1: they all kind of get mixed around because of the ones that were the fake trailers, like, Machete became a real thing. Eli Roth was attached to Clown which was a fake trailer on YouTube that then became a real thing. Right. So there's all these kind of fake trailers becoming a real movie that surround Eli Roth, but Thanksgiving never became a thing. I even think they were going to do that Mother's Day. That that went into like pre-production but then never went anywhere. Never happened.
0: Yeah, I just remember it being like weird and like I said the one the one scene that I remember from that trailer that really bothered me was like a girl jumping on a trampoline and then a knife like comes up out of the trampoline, like a hand <laughs> holding the knife. Yeah. And obviously you know where this is going. And then it does like a smash hard cut to like a turkey being carved. Yeah. And I was just like, Ugh. like, I hated that. Like that's so a movie much. that could have been made I totally, it made it but just wasn't. Um, But yeah, other than that, I mean, there's, there's a smattering of Thanksgiving goodness. I recommend a tradition that I always do with my family every year uh, if you're looking for things to watch on, on Thanksgiving, check out the Thanksgiving Day Parade. The Macy's Parade is always a sugary, sweet treat for for my family, for sure. And I know you said it was for yours as well.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that's what we do um, every, every Thanksgiving. We get up, we watch the parade. Um, you know, A really loves that. We're getting our daughter into it. We either cook a breakfast or cook something to take over to my parents for Thanksgiving
0: proper. And then we go spend the day with them, usually. Nice. I'm super into it, man. This has been a good episode.
1: I, I'm, I'm really thankful enjoyed it. for
0: it. And uh, so, yeah. So with that, let's tell everybody how they can reach out to us. If you want to be on future episodes, keep your eyes peeled when we ask questions and suggestions for uh movies or things to to read on the show definitely put your name in there you can get your 15 seconds of non-fame by being a part of the show
1: well and then anytime you know you want to comment there that we have a hashtag that we use uh, hashtag ask high five all letters and if you post that on any service we'll see it because we monitor it and we'll answer any questions you have so if you want to give us top five list ideas you want to give us your top five lists to old back catalog episodes uh we're having conversations about episodes we we filmed a year ago so you know keep keep those coming let us know um our facebook if you're looking for it is facebook.com slash high five the podcast all spelled out Um, or you can just go to our website www.highfivethepodcast.com all spelled out
0: Yep. You can check us out at on Twitter. It's at high number five the podcast. Don't type number. Just just use the number high five. The number five. Because of the podcast. characters on Twitter, we had to use the number It's instead. all letters except for you put in a number five. Yeah. And then uh, we, we also keep up with. I feel like that our, was way over. It was. It really was. Um, and then we also keep up
1: with our Letterboxd account. There will be a list about this episode. So if you search us high five colon the podcast on letterboxd you can find us we're putting up movie reviews and lists and all sorts of fun stuff there um and then start to check us out on instagram too because we may be doing some video stuff on there as well
0: and i hope you guys enjoyed your thanksgiving we know we did thank you for spending the day after with high five and uh yeah we'll see you guys again in a week or so yeah and in the meantime buy bounty towels bounty
1: thanksgiving nope
2: Is a special night Jimmy Walker used to say dynamite That's right Turkey with gravy and cranberry Can't believe the Mets traded that old strawberry Turkey for you and turkey for me Can't believe Tyson gave that girl VD Oh, white meat, dark meat, you just can't lose. I fell off my moped and I got a bruise. Turkey in the oven and the buns in the toaster. I'll never take down my Cheryl Teague's poster. Wrap the turkey up in aluminum foil. My brother likes to masturbate with baby oil (laughs) Mm -hmm. Turkey and sweet potato pie Sammy Davis Jr. only had one eye Turkey for the girls and turkey for the boys My favorite kind of pants are corduroys. Gobble, gobble, boo, and gobble, gobble, giggle. I wish turkey only cost a nickel. Oh, I love turkey on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey. thank you.